0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to get deep on leadership. We're going to talk about the temperament of a business owner and how the temperament uh, that you have and that you display could either dramatically impact your team in a negative way, or it can help build your business up and allow you to grow a business that can stand on its own two feet without you being there. Um, It's a really important topic to me. I think you'll get a lot out of it um, and I am excited to share with you what my thoughts are on developing leaders and making sure that you're keeping that temperature gauge on your temperament. So this is a great episode and it starts right now of your destiny your freedom your time and that's what contractor secrets is about it's about taking back our time building a business with systems standards values procedures putting yourself in the driver's seat and that's what it's about so i'm excited i'm happy to have you here let's dive into the contractor secrets podcast what's going on guys welcome back to the contractor secrets podcast So today I want to talk to you about leadership in business, one of my favorite, absolute favorite, favorite topics. Um, And I'm just going to rattle off here a little bit about control in your business. Um, Some of us don't really see ourselves as the CEO, and when you're building a business, you know, you're so kind of like your head's down, you know, your head's down, you're moving fast, you're moving forward. And you don't really take a step back to kind of just like oversee what's going on, oversee yourself. Many of us are still doing everything. Um, But you got to put that CEO hat on. Uh, You've got to understand that a CEO's job is to optimize a business's operations. And by that, I, I mean, you know, a CEO's, talent is attracting talent. A CEO's talent is nurturing talent. A CEO's talent is cultivating talent. And we have to understand something. If you do a good job in acquiring applicants into your business and selling the vision, and I think that's another talent that I believe a CEO is really good at, is selling the vision not only to the person who is applying, but also to the customers that are buying. That's a CEO's responsibility and empowering, um, team members to come together for a like-minded goal. Uh, if you, if you were to come into my business, you know, um, and just sit and and watch a job unfold, you would see, um, what I believe to be excellence. And I'm not saying that in a braggadocious way. I just see it as, I've done a really good job of acquiring talent, nurturing talent and cultivating talent, which turned into leadership. And I'd like to remind anyone listening, the managers that I have running my business right now, there's three of them have never managed anything in their life. And when I knew that I needed to start giving responsibility to people, I didn't give it to the best employee in terms of what their skills were. I didn't give it to somebody who had the most experience. I found individuals that had traits that I knew I could work with. And those traits are coachability, the ability to accept blame and the ability to get better. Okay, so those three things are what I look for in somebody that I'm planning on promoting. Okay, number one, coachability. Can I deliver information to you without you getting offended? That's number one. Okay, can I deliver the right information to you? Do we have that sort of relationship? Can I say to you, hey, you didn't do this right. Okay, this is how we get better. And I expect you to take it upon yourself to fix it okay? Those sorts of conversations. Can I come to you that way? Some of us in business don't have that authority. Some of us in business don't have that confidence. Maybe, you know, you're the type of business owner where you've had someone in your business for so long and that person kind of just does their own thing. Uh, It's very hard to come across to them. It's very hard to question their decisions. I know a lot of business owners that are in this mess right now where they have someone in their business that almost has leverage over the business and the business owner because of their skill set and because of their experience. Those two things are valuable not in my business though. Okay what I'm looking for are individuals that are coachable and number two that they can accept blame. Now when I say accept blame um, the reason why that's so important to me is because I'm not When I blame someone for something, I'm not doing it to condemn them. I'm not doing it to say, hey, you did this, you know, you're going to pay for it. You know, that's not my management style. It's never been. I've actually been a recipient of that management style. And uh, all it did was make me resentful of where I worked. And it made me uh, actually want to disassociate with uh, my team, the management, and it made me want to leave. It created negative energy in me. Um, so when I blame someone for something, it is not to condemn them or belittle them. Some managers do this. If this is something that you have a habit of, uh, you know, I suggest you, you, you realign, um, the way you approach, uh, things that happen, um, because things will happen. They'll never stop happening, <laughs> especially when you, when your goal is to bring on managers without experience, you know, your, your job is to nurture that talent. Um, so let's get back into you know, accepting blame and accepting blame is, you know, a, a, a skill that, uh, that, that somebody has to develop. Um, and really the first thing that I want to say is that in the beginning stages of trying to nurture talent, to become uh, a manager and a leader, you're going to probably find that these individuals um, deflect blame, and 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 it's more of a defense mechanism because what they're trying to ensure is that they don't get in trouble, they don't lose the opportunity. But as long as you stay consistent with who you are as a leader, and you utilize things that occur in your business as teaching moments, as ways to get better, um, that defense mechanism will drop and eventually, um, the right person will start accepting blame, knowing that you're, 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 you're coming at them in a way that's going to help them get better and improve. Okay. And that kind of ties into, um, really it ties into coachability. Okay. So, you know, one of those things that I like to kind of just, you know, hit on really, really quick is, the fact that as a as a CEO, you know your job is to have that temperature gauge. Okay, you've got to understand, like, hey, you know, although uh, you know this issue that occurred is an issue, and it could cost me money, it could cost me time, um, it could cause the outcome to not be as favorable for you know what we're trying to accomplish. How detrimental is this thing to the overall business, um, and how do I want to approach this thing? And what kind of impact or what kind of um, response is it going to invoke if I approach this situation with a heightened emotion? Um, Or is it going to be the type of situation that I could use as a coaching and a teaching moment and handle it the way that I would want this future manager to handle it when he's reprimanding or when he's trying to coach his uh, subordinates, the people that are underneath him. Okay. And I always think about that because ultimately everything comes from the top in business. Okay. So like for me, you know, let's say I have somebody that painted a whole room, the wrong color. Okay. So essentially, you know, in businesses that I've heard of, I would think that a majority of, uh, the subordinates or the manager on site, whoever was in charge would quickly hide that. And they would essentially just repaint the room. The boss would call and wonder, you know, what's going on? Why is this taking so long? And they they just come up with some excuse to kind of cover for the fact that they painted the room the wrong color. And for me, as a business leader um, and somebody that understands that things happen, I'm not perfect and I can't put that expectation on anyone to be perfect. Sometimes mistakes happen and sometimes we're moving too fast and, and, uh, you know, and, and things happen me as a business leader okay i have created an environment of openness of communication of like hey you know mistakes happen it's okay like you know so my team will call me and say tanner we dropped the ball painted the room the wrong color and immediately they know i'm not going to be like what do you mean you know we got to get this job done that's three gallons of paint somebody's paying for it okay imagine if that's your response to a team member who boldly came to their boss, the person that controls their paycheck, the person that makes sure food's on the table, comes to their boss and says, hey, we made a mistake that's gonna cost you money and it's gonna cost this job to be delayed and the homeowner could potentially be upset. But my team understands my temperament. And as a CEO, it's it's important that temperature cage that I'm telling you about is your temperament. It's how you approach situations. And for me, what I'm really doing in the background is I'm trying to show them how they need to manage through the way I manage. Because the alternative is this. They don't tell us what happened. And ultimately, it could lead to behavior Um, over and over and over again that just gets slipped under the radar and if I'm working from afar which I do I may never know until a real problem happens so for me like having that open line of communication and my teammates coming to me when things happen they understand that I'm on their team and I'm just an extension of them when it comes to coming up with a solution And there's been times where, you know, it's happened and I'm sure it'll happen again where, hey, we painted this accent wall the wrong color. Oh, you know, the paint, you know, you you guys get it. But what happened was I would say, all right, well, well, how do we solve this problem? Do you think my first question in return is, hey, do you think she'll like the color? Maybe I can call her and ask her if she if she would like to keep the color. Um, So there's been times where I'd be like, all right, hold on, let me call her. And I'd call the homeowner. I'd say, hey, you know, unfortunately, I have to tell you um, that we accidentally painted the guest room the wrong color. Um, What I'd love for you to do is maybe go walk in there and tell me if you like it. And if you do like it, I'll throw in a free accent wall in another room if you're interested, you know, and that saved us from doing an entire room again. And they got an extra accent wall free of charge. You know, I'm not, you know, like I'd like I always like to give something in return. And uh, and that and I just kind of just like, you know, hop over that little hurdle there. And, and there's some business owners that freak out about things like that. And, and just know what does that do to the morale of your team? You know, what does that do to, uh, you know, the way that they perceive management, especially if you're nurturing managers and you're trying to cultivate them into being leaders. Um, and and they're going to, to, to mirror you. And I'd like for you to think for a second, you know, where did I learn what I do every day? Who taught me how to manage? And chances are, if you started your own business, it's probably because you didn't like who you were working for before. I'd say that is 75% of the reason why people start their own businesses is because they didn't like where they worked before. And why didn't you like where you worked before? I'd say 25% was because of the pay, but 75% was because of the environment. And why didn't you like the environment? The environment is all about energy. It's all about you know the 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 feeling when you come into work, okay? And that environment is typically directly influenced by the leader, and that leader maybe made you feel pressured, overworked, um, which which creates this feeling of being underpaid. And then add a temperament that. Your manager or leader had that didn't allow you to feel like you can make mistakes. So then by nature, you would make mistakes and then you'd feel like you'd have to hide it and it would just create so much stress. So instead of creating an environment of creativity, of openness um, that your customers are going to experience. Okay, and I'd love for you guys to look up my company on Google and read the reviews. I'm not saying that to be braggadocious. I'm showing you that what we created is an environment of like, honestly, like I'm going to use this word love, like our customers love our team. And it's because the team isn't getting any pressure from me. I'm the guy who I can. Here's the thing, guys. You own a business. You, can, you, have direct, you, can, you, have, you could directly ruin someone's day like by just being a jerk um you know uh especially with little things you know if if somebody comes late you know, on a, on a, on a busy job and maybe they have to take care of something with their kid. You know, what is your immediate reaction? Obviously as a business owner, you've got to take care of your responsibilities. You know, maybe the customer texts you and says, you know, where are they? And you want to translate that to your team. Like, you know, where are you? You know, you got to get to the job on time instead of like first trying to understand. So I would maybe call the manager and say, Hey man, you know, how far are you from the job? You know, I just got a text message from the customer. Like, oh, sorry, man, 15 minutes. I had to, I had to take my, my kid to school. He missed the bus. I say, awesome, man. Do me a favor. When you get there, please apologize to the homeowner. And could you stay a little late today just to make up for it and let them know that you'll be staying a little late? Um, and yeah, man, absolutely. Like that is how I manage. And and somebody who um has never been managed that way might say, Oh, well, they're gonna take advantage of you. Because I would have done that, you know, because I I, I couldn't understand why, you know, somebody would uh, be that way and it could easily lead to someone taking advantage of me. And I've seen people in businesses that I've worked before that would take advantage of their manager. Um, but I think you should try it. And I think you should erase everything that you believe or that you've experienced or that you've received. As being managed, and create an environment of openness, communication, um, understanding, empathy, and all these things, and then just watch how your business flourishes. Um, I, I really, I hope I'm wording this right. I hope that I'm, I'm giving you some ideas, uh, painting some pictures, because you know this is the secret to, to you know, attracting talent, nurturing talent, cultivating talent. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to teach. The leaders in my business to lead the way I lead and I want them to create really great environments when the people that they have working under them come to work I don't want them to feel pressure from me in a way that is disrespectful in a way that comes across as condescending in a way that comes across as angry or or you know anything that would uh you know, jeopardize that open line of communication on the job site. You know, I always used to think, you know, people who work for business owners that don't have that awareness, um, which the vast majority of of business owners do, um, they don't realize the impact that their temperament as a business owner could have in their employee's family. You know, imagine a work environment that's that's hectic. I mean, I don't, you don't, you don't need to experience this to know what I'm talking about with a manager who puts constant pressure on his team and, 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 you know, constantly threatens the job and constantly threatens taking away pay. You know, when, when that person comes home to their family, that could affect the kids that could affect the relationship they have with their spouse. Um, just simply because the the owner of the business doesn't know how to manage their temperament and doesn't understand the impact that the way that they manage has all the way down the line. You know, the first conversation when the person gets home is, you know, I had the, I had the worst day at work today. Just just don't talk to me. The kids come up to them and 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 try to interact with them and kind of just shoo them away and you know, I mean, like I think so deep into that, like, that is so important to me. Um, you know, that like, I mean, no job is more important to me than, you know, my temperament, like when it comes to understanding the impact of my temperament, because I am a leader and I'm a boss. Like, um, so again, I really hope I'm coming across in a way that you understand that, you know, being a CEO, uh, number one, like you know, your job is to is to attract talent, it's to nurture talent, it's to cultivate talent. It's also to pay attention to that temperature gauge um, that you're, uh, you know, when you apply pressure to jobs, to situations, to your managers, um, and understand that whatever you're portraying is what's gonna be reciprocated and duplicated. So again, you know, when it comes to situations and accidents that happen, I'd love for you to really just think about how you handle situations and think of it from the perspective of the employee. Um, I will put a little asterisk here. There is a such thing um, as somebody taking advantage of this type of manager, so it's up to you to have discernment of understanding who's who's doing that. It's happened to me many times, but what's great about that is that it allowed me to see it, and it allowed me to make business decisions to let that person go, and now I can really that I have the experience of being taken advantage of and people taking advantage of my kindness and, you know, um, not appreciating the type of manager I am. Um, you know, now I, I can anticipate it. If I do bring someone in, I can anticipate it very quickly and see that, Hey, this person's taking advantage. This person's coming late every day. This person's leaving early every day. Um, this person always has an excuse. you know, and, uh, it won't fly and eventually you'll start to see that the managers that you bring in will actually be you know you know great assets in terms of protecting what they have by doing their own "Quote unquote discipline" in the event that somebody begins to take advantage, um, and because they understand what they have, so um, it's kind of really cool. And 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 the reason I'm doing this, and the reason I, I <clears throat> decided to uh, record this episode here, is because we talk about a lot about growing our business. Many of us really have trouble getting past five or six employees, um, and I believe the reason that is is because you haven't nurtured and cultivated. A leader to take over. And if you have done that, you could have gotten lucky and found somebody with management experience. Um, but maybe you don't really understand how to actually develop a leader. And, uh, you know, I think that it's a really important topic because managers are what allow your business to scale, managers are what allow you to be able to step back. Managers are many. Business owners. Okay. Like when I send Chamel to a job, he's the direct point of contact. I mean, the customer hardly calls me. They don't need to because and I always defer to whoever's on the job. Yeah, just ask Louie, just ask Shamel. Um, you know, they'll take great care of you. They're they're the owner in that space. They're the one that the customer comes to. when somebody wants to leave to go to the gas station or something, the their team member asks them. they don't call me, you know um, So ultimately I'm able to have ownership in places that I'm not physically present because of these people. And you know whenever I want to grow my business to find somebody to align with our values, our morals, our systems, our processes, with a little bit of experience is just too hard to do okay so what do we have to do we have to grow them from within and we have to make it an appealing position you know for anyone who's working underneath a manager like oh man i can't wait to be in that position and That's going to encourage them to want to work harder to get there. But imagine if they saw that person stressed out every day and imagine if they saw, you know, the person stepping out, arguing with the boss on the phone, coming in, applying the pressure that they just received through the phone on the team. Imagine the mindset that the employees have about what their future would look like if they were a manager. Oh, great. You know, he better pay me a lot, you know, because I'm going to have to deal with this pressure. Um, and and that is not what we want to we want to create we want to create uh, a position that people are like man that that's an awesome position Tanner really you know puts out for his team managers as leaders he makes sure that they have what they need he doesn't apply too much pressure you know he makes sure they have all their equipment and makes sure that they're you know well informed of what's going on. Uh, he gives all the credit to the managers when the jobs are done you know that that's something that I think somebody would really value. So, pretty deep topic today. Uh, I hope you got something out of it. You know, I'd love to elaborate on it sometimes um you know, we start a little bit on these and and they go a little east and west, but uh you know, came from the heart this time. And I just wanted to make sure you know your temperament directly influences uh, the success of your business. I think that if we're not trained on temperament and not trained on decision-making, you know, we make them irrationally. Um, You know, don't get me wrong. When someone paints a room the wrong color, I'm not cheery over here. I just understand that my temperament could either blow up the situation or help me come to a faster resolution. That's what I'm trying to help you understand. Um, I'm not saying just be a pushover and I'm not saying, you know, be a soft leader. I'm saying that a strategic leader understands that the words that come out of their mouth and the tonality that they exit could could negatively impact the morale and the experience that your employees have and also your customers. Um, so it's really important for you to just make sure that you're in control of your temperament and you understand the outcomes um, before you decide to make a decision. I suggest if you get bad news or if somebody makes a mistake in your business, don't respond for 10 minutes. Give yourself 10 minutes to process. I know in an age of like fast communication, one of the first things that we wanna do whenever something happens is pick up the phone and, and try to fix it or you know text back right away. Give yourself 10 minutes to process. So you have time to think of the outcomes. Hey, if I respond like this, what is the outcome going to be? It's going to make my, my employee very upset. His anger is going to translate to his team. The team is now going to be on edge. The customer is going to get a poor experience or although the situation sucks, yes, I lost a little money here. Yes. The job's going to be postponed. If I respond this way. It's going to show my manager how I want them to respond when situations get brought to them. They're gonna feel less pressure because I know that they're already feeling pressure because they know they made a mistake and I know they hold themselves in a high regard and they don't wanna make mistakes. And it's gonna allow the team to work at a nice even flow even though we made the mistake and the customer won't even notice. And the customer still thinks that they're getting a A plus experience even though behind the scenes right now, Things aren't cherry. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I think that we, I think I did a good job of buttoning that one up for you guys um, (laughs) at the end there. So that's what I got for you. If you'd like to, um, guys, I'd like to let you know. All right. Business Breakthrough. I'd love to talk to you. Um, It's free. I know people don't think things are free nowadays. Um, That is what I am like most passionate about. Okay. So painting business is great. I love it. Um, Drip jobs awesome super passionate about it love it um, gonna be a revolutionary tool um, for the contracting industry as a whole super excited about it uh, courses really love putting out education really love helping contractors understand the way I do things um you know Facebook group love it you know interacting with people um you know all that stuff um, business breakthrough if I could do business breakthroughs every day i would I would love it um, like more than everything, just simply because, um, you know, I remember what it was like to be in a position where I needed information, and I would do searching and researching on my own, and uh, you know, I just got all sorts of information. Like you listen to my podcast, hopefully by now you know that I come across in a very direct way. Um, I give you honest advice, and uh, it's one of the other business breakthroughs we did. Um, you know, he was like, yeah, I listened to all the, all the breakthroughs and he's like, but it's a lot different when it's actually coming directly at you. So yeah, if you're really wanting to take your business to the next level and you want a little bit of an accountability, you want a different opinion about your unique situation, there's a link in the description of this podcast, click it. Uh, it's a business breakthrough. It's a free coaching session. There's no upsell at the end. I'm, i do not even do paid coaching like even if you wanted to pay me to coach you i wouldn't even i wouldn't even do it so there's no like upsell at the end you know we're just going to chat for 30 minutes uh with the benefit to me i'm able to share it on the podcast so i just wanted to clear that up um if anybody was on the fence about it and you're like oh, i want to do it but you know i i don't really you know want to commit to anything long term you know dude just come on for 30 minutes you know, we'll chat about your business. I'll, I'll, I'd love to help you with a plan of action as I've done for almost 75 people, um, which is amazing. I don't even know where that came from, but it's really cool. So, all right. Thank you guys for listening. Always a pleasure serving you today. Um, and I hope that, uh, what we, what we covered today, uh, is impactful for your business, your family and your life. Thanks guys. Drip Jobs CRM is finally here. That's right. So DripJobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals. It's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates. It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process. This software is next level. And I'm reaching out to you. You're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. So if you want to see what Drip Jobs can do for your business I'd love for you to head over to DripJobs.com, sign up for a free demo and get your team involved and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's going to save you time, it's going to make you money, and you're going to love the features that are built into Drip jobs. So if you want to check it out, head over to DripJobs.com and we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out drip jobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you, and I'll catch you on the next episode.